Let's get it. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really live. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Bet I be there pronto. Is in right now. Is in this evening. Is in this is the chop up show. What's good with y'all? It's your girl Toya G. Uh, blessed to be with y'all on another Thursday night with y'all, with my brothers. We on here just having a good time about to talk about a couple different things happening around us. As y'all can see, my name is Toya G right there at the bottom. If not following that page and you just want some encouragement, some push, some boost, go follow me at Higher Definition LEC, just like your TVs, just like your phones, like your cameras. Higher Definition LEC on Instagram or Toya G HD, just like I spelled it right there. Just throw the HD on the end and follow me over on TikTok. Let's talk to me. But I'm not alone. I'm with my brothers. Who else we got going on up in here? I don't know. Y'all know who it is. It's Damo, the political plug. Uh, yeah. Always here uh, on these Thursdays. We sad that we missed y'all last week. It was like spring break. So, you know, we got to get our spring break too in. Y'all know how that go. Uh, but, of course, can't get it, let another week go by without having that y'all. So, Whenever. Um, yes, man. And you know, George Lee, aka Conscious Lee, don't forget the Lee. Um, hey man, it's been a hell of a week. Uh hopefully we get some good news some soon. Um, theconsciously.com, georgeleespeaks.com. Uh, y'all know where to find me at, man. Looking forward to getting into this conversation today about politics, about Netflix. <laughs> about, about all of it. Oh, well, I started off with the snapshot. Real quick, two things I want to talk to y'all about real fast before we slide over to the political conversation of the night. The first is Netflix. I said it like Black folks said, but we know it's called Netflix. And, you know, uh, I wanted to talk about Netflix because it's been, I feel like Netflix is the, we know it to be the evolution of watching and, and taking in entertainment, right? We saw it from being, I don't know if y'all know, young folks, they used to send a little DVD to your house. You watch it, you get your little kicks out of it, you send it on back to them. You get another little rotation of DVDs and things. So they say it's the mail, you know, Netflix. And that was innovative all by itself. But then they got, you know, became a streaming platform. Uh, it, they innovated what it looked like to have a streaming platform. This is the birth of Hulu, the birth of uh, your app, uh, your Apple TV, your uh, Disney Plus, your HBO Plus, your, your uh, Showtime, all of that. Netflix, the grandfather. Now, Netflix used to be like $7.99, right? Used to be. $7.99, everybody can have your password, everybody go watch something, no big deal. They even made it easier for you to allow other people to watch. It was like, hey, make some uh, uh, profiles for your people to watch stuff. No big deal. Everybody get the stuff they want. Don't have to mess up what's in your queue. And then over time, we've seen the price of Netflix just slowly start to creep up uh, sky high. I think it's like $15.99 now, $16.99 now, something like that. Um, and so my question to y'all and what we've seen in Netflix most recently is a lot of people are leaving the app, leaving the service. I forget the numbers, but it's a uh, numbers. It's in yeah. And they're expecting more people to leave in quarter two um, when they do their financial report. And so I guess, first of all, have y'all left now? Do you have, are, are you first? Cause we know we share passwords. I guess two questions. One, are you the owner of the Netflix account you use? And two, if I mean, have you changed your Netflix status? Are you rethinking it? Are you thinking about leaving? Have you already left? Answer those two questions first. And what's up with y'all in the chat? Tell us that too. Hey, I still got Netflix. I'm trying to convince my. I still got Netflix. I'm the owner of the Netflix. I'm trying to convince my wife that we should just let it go. 
Um, hmm. Today I mentioned to my wife they got, they, they planned on uh, doing commercials, and her face was like, uh, but she's swiping down right now. She there still uh, Netflix original shows that she like to watch. I'm like, what shows you watch? Grey's Anatomy is everywhere, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you the account holder, you still got it, but you want to cut it loose. I want to okay, come back to you. Plug. No, nah, uh, I guess my my wife name on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's our household Netflix. My wife name on it. Uh, we don't we don't use nobody else shit in our house. Uh, mm-hmm. If that's the if that's the thing. Uh, but I ain't really I ain't really a Netflix nigga like that anyway. Like I mean, I because I I have YouTube TV, so that I, everything that I want to watch, I just got it on DVR and I can just watch it when I want to because YouTube TV got unlimited DVR. So it it I don't really I don't really pay too much attention to that. Shit. So YouTube like, YouTube TV has like old series, has all the stuff. Are you saying it has all the stuff? I'm not really a binge watching, like sit and watch streaming shit like that. So right. I don't, it got the shit I want to watch. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so you wouldn't be worried about a world where Netflix was taken out of your possible queue. Of not at all. Not at all. And to be honest, if, if we're being if we're being serious, like niggas take the Netflix shit way too far, bro. I think Netflix is a it, just to get them. I know we wasn't expecting it to go in this direction, but I have a Netflix rant. Netflix they made like uh shit way too accessible, and it leads way too much to like the entitlement culture that we have think about it when we was coming up shut up george when we was coming up up, every day after school like for example if i want to watch dragon ball z right every day after school boom every day after school like i know i gotta i got i got this 30 minutes and then i got another day and i i can get it right there was something that we learned with that bro that we we learned you know i'm saying patience we learned like a uh, delayed gratification, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Now we live in a binge watching culture to where it's like, oh my god, I have to wait until next week to watch my show. Yes, motherfucker, you do. It's good. it's exciting. You have you you build up the anticipation throughout the week and mm-hmm. all the rest of this shit. You feel me? So it's like like Netflix kind of ruined a lot of shit, and now that you know what I mean it that, that they gotta like take a step back. And like it ain't as convenient and as cheap, and that's why niggas is mad. That's what happened when you spoil motherfuckers. When you give too much shit at once, and then you be like, okay, you don't like joy. You don't like joy and happiness, though. So we gotta. Kind of, <laughs> you don't like people to be happy all at one time. You want to space out for joy. Happy. This is a very weird relationship you have. Shout out to my big brother in the uh, in the comments. What's up, Eric? Was good with you, my brother. I really appreciate you tapping in tonight. Um, these comments though, other people, Josh you know. Dab yourself, my brother. Dab, dab. Uh, let me see. Deanna said my password is being used by my daughter's friend overseas, so you know they getting traction and work out of the United States and and over around the way. Uh, Melodious Rumble says I'm not the owner of the Netflix I use, but I use it only use it to watch my comfort shows from the U.S. So I mean, that's important. You know what I'm saying? When you think about your pieces of home that you have, like I don't miss Chiefs games. I don't miss. It. I had to make hard decisions like Colin Kaepernick. I love you, dog, but I have not lived at home since I was 18. So I get my pieces of home wherever I can find them. And that was really my tie-breaking decision for continuing to watch the NFL. So I can understand how it might be rough to, to, to you know, just leave the streaming service if that's how you get your piece of home. Margot said, I have Netflix. I pay for I'm out of the loop on this topic and uh, shouldn't be, shouldn't be, I am told by my bright 15-year-old, no, you should not be because you're paying a lot of money 
for a suboptimal service that's about to change and take more of your money away from you. So pretty soon, Margot, you could be deciding whether or not you want to cut Netflix's cord um, and move on from it. Uh, Niji Nissy says, thinking about letting Netflix go too, too expensive, and now they're about to have commercials too. I'd rather pay for Netflix with EBT. You know what I'm saying? Like, Periana, with some more exp- expendable income. Here, the, the reason why this topic got really interesting to me um, is because I really honestly think about how much it's going to affect, uh, affect black households, right? American households in general, because money is tight across the board in this country. But when we think about the kind of economic sharing we do, right? We don't, it's a lot of households without cable. I lived for a long time without cable in my household. A lot of people cut the cord because of how expensive cable is. And so the thing to mediate that and remedy it was supposed to be streaming services. And to me, Netflix is like the, the standard. It's like the basic, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you want to just make sure you got something, Everybody with these little smart TVs, they got got a Netflix account they could throw on that thing. So I feel like for a lot of communities who, you know what I'm saying, are marginalized, who don't have the benefit of having and a Hulu and a YouTube TV and a this and a that, they tend to be losing a lot of important things that we build community around, right? That we like to watch and, you know, have a lot of conversations and, you know, there are other places. But I'm going to be honest, like, I didn't, I don't pay the extra money for a uh, uh, a Showtime a subscription with power this and power i miss out on it like just i'm literally i find myself missing out on cultural moments now i could afford it but based on just I, I i have too many things to watch already you know what i'm saying i'm like i don't really need nothing else like honestly but i think a lot about individuals who you know what i'm saying deserve when we talk a lot about marginalized people who deserve breaks who psychologically who emotionally who just are drained and honestly, I was just like, man, that's about to affect a lot of different households and separate households where they got my password and you got this and you got that. But a lot of people about to have to change their whole approach and add another bill that they can't afford if they want to be able but, to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? But before like, we move on, that's what this last thing I want to say is that like a part of the issue though is that that's that's the that's what they do is that when they get you like gripped in like that, like when they attach themselves to how you know we uh find comfort, you know what I mean, those types of things. It's like a drug. It's like dope. You know what I mean? You will pay more. Like, yeah, like I, I pay, yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is now, but you will pay more. Like the attachments that you've created when you when you started here, the fact that you need this show to go to sleep, the fact that this is the show that you watch when you, you know what I mean, like them having access to it means that they can't, that they jack up the price and niggas pay that shit. That's like, that's, that's the old... Like they're, they're always gonna have people that's gonna be willing to pay that overpriced, like the the uh, the next level of pricing, even if it's a complaint, even if you know I mean they cut into something else, whatever. Somebody always gonna be willing to pay that. So y'all two have both said y'all are willing to leave the platform, not unworried or unbothered about being on it, even in the status quo. Uh, do you feel like this is a bad business move for Netflix? Do y'all see them oh, yeah, perishing? Is made a plethora, a plethora of bad business moves. I think that whoever, I think that. Even going all the way to like the Dave Chappelle shenanigans to now, I feel like mm-hmm. they just made a lot of just bad PR moves that's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and just all of the price jacking with no fe- with no extra features. Like you've kept on raising the prices, but when you raise the price, you didn't give me nothing extra. You just raised the price, and then now you're saying that we know you lost this money, and me knowing how ads work, like so you're gonna get your, you're gonna try to recoup the money that you lost by running ads. It's just like, yeah, and that, but you're gonna bring down the experience of your subscribers. I mean, I, I just I, I, go ahead. I, yeah, I would say, I mean, yeah, it's a smart business move. 
This is my business move. That's what you do. What's, what's I always ask the question like Netflix makes like movie blockbuster level production type shit. You feel me? Where else they like they they main source of income, they main source of revenue is uh fees, like what people pay to access the source. So of course it's a smart business move, but like that's the thing about smart business moves. It's like it, it ain't about the comfortability of the consumer. You know what I'm saying? It's about the accessibility to their pocket. And like I said, when, when you got your comfort show that you that you want to watch, I know I can get you to pay more. I mean, we it's, it'll be a, a lot to be seen. Uh, part of me agrees with you. Part of me is just like, I don't see, especially at this time when all of you, because like George said, from losing, let's start back when we really start seeing, net, or let's highlight some things. That really has contributed to Netflix's decline. They lost the whole catalog from Disney Plus because they allowed Disney Plus. To, I ain't gonna say they allowed Disney Plus is gonna do what they wanted to do, but they lost a lot of important, uh, you know, pieces and content from that deal. They've raised the prices three, four times in the last two, three years. Uh, they have a terrible tendency or habit of taking off shows that are really, really good that people like after two seasons. So they go through all the work and all the money to pay this money for these pilots and these shows and then actually take off stuff people like. But then they also have a weird habit of just making terrible, terrible movies. Another thing that's really interesting about Netflix, I don't know about y'all, y'all confirm it or not, is I've never taken a Netflix poll. Like, what do you like to watch? What are you into? What are you? But yet, niggas is like 97%. We think you'll love it. 83%. We think you, and I'm just like, how do you know these things? Because whatever algorithm you're using to count, but whatever bullshit algorithm you're using to calculate those things is now leaving 95% of your library completely unbeknownst to me. Because who's going to sit there and scroll through all those things to figure out what to watch? So it's kind of like you're playing yourself because you've never really tried to figure out in any tangible, meaningful way what I like to watch. You just keep showing me stuff and hoping it's what I like. I have no idea. I have my 16-year-old nephew come and hang out for the weekend. Now my whole algorithm messed up. You show me stuff that I don't care about. Why? Because you're not having to ask me, hey, on the worst, slowest, most boringest days, what should I be showing you to make sure you tap in? And so I'm seeing the same stuff over and over and over again. And you know what that leads me to say? It ain't nothing on Netflix anyway. And then I go to move on to something else. So it's really, it's 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 confusing what they're doing. But uh, I'm going to transition in Margot Mar- Mar- shouts out. And I saw somebody else shout out. Uh, the B word, whenever we talk about streaming, whenever we talk about the entertainment that we appreciate in our homes, we got to talk about Blockbuster. Only the OGs know about the 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 orange and oh, the, what is it? The blue and gold. Uh, only the only the real ones had a Blockbuster card, little laminated right. piece. No, you, you, a lot of y'all don't know nothing about it. Yeah. Whole night be made. Go to Blockbuster, go to Little Caesars, go back to the house. You're good to go. But I, I'm a struggle to let go of Netflix. I'm not gonna lie. I'm currently in season six of Criminal Minds for the third time, um, <laughs> and so taking away comfort shows like that, you know, what I'm saying is it's, it's gonna make me feel some type of way. But like the plug says, maybe I need to be looking at the place. Criminal Minds. So, Criminal Minds, man, one of the best crime shows out here uh, made on the planet. Yeah, I think I think me and the wife have seen pretty much every episode of Criminal Minds. I have I've seen this is my third time giving it a run. Get it given it, just let it run. You know, you can't tell me nothing about Agent Hotchner. Can't tell me nothing about Derek Morgan. You know what I'm saying? Penelope Garcia. Like them is they just like yeah, I, I, got really I have no idea who these people are. So yeah, there's no everyone. Boy, we don't get character, but we don't get you know what I'm saying. 
like, I, I don't pay for I TV. You are criminalized on TV every day for free, but I don't have, I don't know how to get to the regular channels. I no longer, my TV is a smart TV. Samsung TVs come with their own TV network. Samsung TV come with, come with their own, like, with some, with, hey, hey, and, and, like, before we, I just got to say this Samsung TV has a wild and out channel that yes. does nothing but play wild and out. Day and night. It's wild. <laughs> Literally, no question. Oh, yeah. But go ahead. Um, so, man. But Godspeed and Netflix. We're going we're gonna to see what happens to them. They still got more money for right now, but some things are subject to change. Um, Let's talk about these masks. Uh, a big decision was made. A Supreme Court judge, not Supreme Court justice, but a federal court, a federal judge in the state of Florida, I believe, made the decision to repeal um, the mandate on masks on all public transportation. So this week, we've seen a bunch of announcements, a bunch of videos um, and conversations generally about the rolling back of this policy. What caught people off guard the most was not, was not necessarily that it happened, but that a lot of people were announcing this mid-flight. Uh, uh, flight attendants were taking jolly and glee in it, which created kind of hostile environments because they're like, hey, we just like to let y'all know in the middle of the flight that we've been on for an hour, you can take that mask off, you're free now. And so it, leaves, it, it has left and continues to leave a lot of travelers in precarious positions. Um, L.A. County, I want to be clear, has made a, a, a very stark stance against it, has said, hey, here in Ubers, in buses, in trains and stuff, you still got to put your mask on. You still got to, you know, whatever. But things are still developing. Last thing I'll say about this developing story is today, I believe, another judge uh, appealed the repeal of the mandate. So technically, <laughs> that judge is trying to put the mask back in because they say, that decision was made off of faulty or old information from the CDC. The CDC has since said with the two sub-variants of Omicron that we continue to need masks to mitigate and mediate this particularly threatening uh, season that we're in. So my question for y'all, my question in the comments, mask is still on the mind. Um, are you with it? Are you against it? Should we still be wearing masks in public? Should we not? I'm with it, man. I'm, I'm with wearing a mask, but I can, man, I'm with people wearing masks. But um, as somebody that lives down south in Oklahoma and go to Texas, um, a lot of us don't wear masks down here. Um, uh, I find that the the mask talk, I find it to be very regional. Um, I have the luxury mm -hmm. of traveling the country a lot, and I find that depending on what state I'm in, Shit, you know, it could be hella lax, hella lax school, or it could be like, you know, better have that mask on, you can't come here. So mm -hmm. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like, it's just really uh, a very interesting place for our country to be, especially recognizing how communicable, you know, COVID can be, you know what I'm saying? Especially me telling you that I travel. So it's just like... Exactly. Logical hazards and precautions, plug. So because I live in California and you're not going to get more liberal than that, uh, like Los Angeles specifically, um, we we have like some of the more stringent, you know, what I'm saying like mask rules, like you know, some of the more strictest ones. You feel me? So, like, so my experience is completely opposite from that of George's. Uh, so whenever I go other places, it's always like, is it is, is it as bad? You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? Regardless, I'm still operating off of that California mindset, so I'm wearing the mask regardless. I'm gonna be real, and y'all niggas may get mad at me for this. It's whatever's easiest. <laughs> like whatever, I don't give. A, like I'll wear a mask if we need to wear a mask. If not, I won't wear it. 
Like, I'm sorry. Like, if, if it's being mandated, then yes, I will wear it. Whatever. Y'all saying there's some time behind it? All right, cool. I'll throw a mask on to be in whatever public area for the limited time I'm going to be there until I'm able to get somewhere where I can take the mask off. That's how I live my life. That's how I've lived during this pandemic. <laughs> to be honest, like, I don't, I really, I don't care. Like, just can, can I, can I do what I need to do without somebody work, like, getting in my face? I mean, I, I, I got COVID once. It, it was really, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know I had it if, if I wouldn't have got tested, to be honest. Uh, I was the type of nigga that didn't have no symptoms, nothing like that. So, uh, for me, it was like, I really wasn't tripping. Whatever made my life easier um, and whatever kept people out of my damn face. And then whatever didn't make somebody else's job harder. So if, if that's y'all rule, right. it's like I, I look at it like it's... I don't, I don't want to debate you about it. You said what? Oh, yeah, right. I, don't I, like I, I look at it like a seatbelt. Like, I mean, I'm aware. Like, the law say I'm aware. I'm aware. It's, it's simple. I'm not... I ain't doing no tripping like that. I got I got a lot of other battles and other beefs with the government and the laws and other shit to be tripping off a mask for real for real. I don't know. I just I I am still wearing my mask in most instances. I am very mask forward. Um, I think my general part. I still wrap it on the way out the car from running in the store from running into whatever whatever. I'm still very. Let me grab my mask real quick. And this is in a place and in a space. I live in the county of Orange here in California. So uh, the liberals that really, really, really want you to mask your, wear your mask and are very insistent and consistent about those things. I'm around some of them, um, but they're a little bit further up in L.A. County for me out here where I'm at. Um, I was just in Huntington Beach, the place where y'all saw a lot of protest and a lot of pushback against a lot of these mandates. And I kid y'all not. And one of the most friendliest places in America, the chicken filet. Y'all might call it Chick-fil-A for short. Um, I was in the line at the chicken filet. And this young lady was so kind. And she was so, and it's one of the, it was one of those moments where I was like, did you just change your whole delivery because I'm black? And then I had to realize I had this mask on and nobody else in had masks on. None of the other Chick-fil-A employees, like they as a company, or at least at this private franchise, have moved away. And a lot of different franchises I'm seeing are making decisions about mask or no mask. You go to a different restaurant and they got something different going on everywhere you go. But this place clearly not worried about um mask at all and so she was like hey how you doing it like i literally pulled up to him she's like hey how you doing uh i think she said brandon it's like somebody she thought because you know chick-fil-a lines be crazy it'd be like three or four weaving into each other and so she was trying to figure out whose order it was and so without looking at me she said brandon and i was like no toya and she was like um and i was like and i have my mask on at the window out of courtesy when i order out of any drive-through window I come to your window with a mask on out of respect for you, but also logically, if you ain't got no mask on and you, hey, welcome to Chick-fil-A and everybody else with no mask on, you might got a little cootie on you. So let's just put it on and make sure everybody's smooth. Just just either way. Either way. And I must have got to that window and I really, I was in Huntington Beach, so I could not figure out whether it was because I was a black woman in this window. It was because of the mask. But that's because that's conservative central. So it could have been any flavor, any scenario. Hard to kind of figure out, you know what I'm saying? So, it I, I, I think like like we said, it's very regional based. You know, you got to make your decisions about it. But for me, I mean, the play headquarters I, down cool. south. You said what? Play headquarters down south. So uh, yeah. we said we do what the mass we we do what the government tells you without question, and a mask can't protect you. I've seen and, and, surgeons. I've seen sir. One moment. 
scientists and surgeons, scientists and surgeons have worn masks before, during, and will continue after in scenarios not regarding COVID because they want to protect themselves and have a barrier between themselves and whatever is having in the happening in the atmosphere. That makes enough sense for me. So I'm not doing what the government is telling me. I'm not some puppet or some robot. I'm logic says things are flying this way. Cover your mouth up. Now the efficacy, the hundred percent mark to where they protect and provide me all the really not there. Clearly not there. I'm willing to roll with my 63% of protection. Hope for the best. Right. So I want to be clear. I'm not a puppet and I'm breathing just fine. I work out in mass to this day. An hour and 15 minutes. Hard cardio, stronger than a lot of people I run into in public on a regular basis. Work out harder than a lot of niggas I see walking down the block. Ain't stop no shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I also think though, like that's just a, it's a very I'm I'm gonna just be honest, it's childish. Like if you if you're framing somebody's relationship to like to law and the and the role that uh, that the law plays and how people live their lives, and you framing it around whether or not niggas wear a mask. That's it, it's that's that's kid shit. Nah, to me framing it, framing it. Not having a conversation about you know, the, the impact that the law has on how we live our lives and what we're allowed to do and what's possible. Nah, yeah. like you're, you're like people who politicize wearing masks is literally looking for something to politicize. As a nigga, I'm cool. I don't need that. I don't need nothing extra to politicize about the government. I'm a black yeah. man in America. I just, I'm not like, people wearing a mask and not wearing a mask. Goddamn, <laughs> like that shit don't make a difference. You feel me? So like, that's that, that's really the, the, the and that's really why I wanted to kind of just point that out real quick. Not just, the hard. Hey, Namo, they they rebuttal was it messes with the breathing after Toya <laughs> just gave them the eloquent reason. Well, why no, that they they the- actually to be to be fair, they said that before. I peeped it out the corner of my eye, which was like, and I've been working out just fine, so my respiration is is good. So to be fair, they said that before I talked about working out, which is why I said made the comment that I did. Um, but I, I just and you if- know. Go ahead. If you don't complain about wearing a seatbelt, I'm not trying to hear shit about wearing a mask. Cause your ass wearing a seatbelt won't kill, won't save you necessarily in a car accident. It could it could mitigate the impact, but it's not gonna save you in a car accident. But the law still requires that you wear a seatbelt, and you can be pulled over and given a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. If if, just, if you if you can't reconcile that with wearing a mask, shut up. Also, I, I'm you know, we didn't we don't stop flying when you time to take the trip. You show up, you take the little shoes off every single time. You don't fuss with them, you don't tell TSA they suckers. You give them your shoes and your little bed, and you go. We make all these decisions for a conscious and logical reason. And I think the 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 uh, can you tell me why, Kalia, you feel like that is an uh, an inact comparison because I feel like it's pretty solid. Seatbelts like masks are not 100% reliable. You can because get into a crash with a seatbelt on and lose your life. The same way you can wear a mask and still get COVID and lose your life. We are talking about the mitigation. Mitigation meaning I want to manipulate the odds in my favor. I want to work to make the conditions at least favorable to me, even when they're not perfect. Right. So I want to do what I can, where I can, which is what we do every day of our lives as black people, by the way, in a bunch of different ways to stay alive. We're just going to mitigate the harms. They don't go away. We're still niggas in America. But we're going to do what we can to make sure we survive that day to day. This is what I wanted to get to in this conversation because this is my fear. This is something I've been thinking about a lot with these masks, and I want to ask y'all how about how y'all feel before we move on to the next thing. Um, I am fearful 
that as these mandates get negotiated, as they get debated, as the non or anti-maskers get excited about these changes, that it will start to be criminalized to wear masks. And people who like to wear masks will be forced to take them off. It'll be blamed on things like being able to identify people and safety measures and things like that, because people are going to move, want to move away from COVID times and say, okay, now it's a security threat. Um, people are going to want to project their politics on you the same way they were like, if you vaccinated, don't come here. Basically, if you're wearing a mask, don't eat here. It's going to turn into, if you're a mask, you're not welcome. If, and so I'm, I'm interested in a world and in society that that occurs in. Do you think I'm far-fetched? Or do you think that it's possible that we run into a world where masks will start to be criminalized um, as a fixture of our society, which kind of separates us from Japan and China and other places where you don't feel good, just put a mask on. I feel like it's overly politicized here to where in America is going to come to turn into something else. You think I'm trying like to Even if it's not like, like l- legalized in a way where you criminalize with it, I think that it'll be stigmatized in a way where they're always, where, where, where it'll bring some type of disdain to your body that you don't want you know what i'm saying especially in places that are ran by conservatives that are able to politicize masks in a way that emboldens their base like in oklahoma i can see kevin shits really doing that you feel (laughs) i can see i can see governor kevin kevin shits Uh you know what i'm saying i can see see him putting one of them moves really doing it you feel me uh yeah. Greg Stabbit. I can see Greg Stabbit in Texas yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like they just be doing shit just to do it, just to make the people that they, you know what I'm saying, want to get a vote from feel feel like they're being, you know what I'm saying, heard and listened to. And if they say mask are bad, we don't care about any of the science experts. We don't care about yeah. any of the surgeons. We don't care about any of the science, nothing like that. And goddamn, those liberal leftists are trying to push those masks. And this is a part of the liberal agenda. Like that's what that's what Kevin Shits and Greg Stabbit gonna say. I mean, and that's what, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't want to be forced to do anything. I want to be forced to do anything. I think now we're just talking about forcing in the other direction, right? The people who are excited <laughs> about it are going to say, well, these are just the chickens coming home to roost. You forced the vaccine. You forced these masks. Now you got to take that shit off. I just, I, I think, you know, one, logic is on our side. <laughs> the reasons why you should be things like mask, vaccinated. Yes, I said it. Things like wearing a mask. Yes, I said it. Are just obviously logically, historically proven to be rooted in fact. Um, the reasons you should not wear a mask, the reasons that you should make yourself or other people more vulnerable to it. I just I don't find the logic behind that. But somebody's going to these governors you just listed are going to find a way to make it make sense. Either way it goes. I'm sending peace, love and light to y'all in all these different 50 states. And even in some of these other countries, we got represented because everybody's on their own time. And that's what scared me since the beginning of this. And this is the reason why we're still here. Everybody's running on their own time. Everybody doing their own thing. Everybody got their own plans, their own agendas, their own correct way <laughs> of dealing with these damn masks and with this this uh, this pandemic, which is why we're spinning our wheels. You know what I'm saying? But just let everybody, even if you all hardcore, just, uh, hardcore agree with it, my, my sincere hope and prayer for you is that you stay healthy and that you survive and navigate this thing the best that you can, the best we've been doing these last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Because none of these answers is easy peasy. And I don't got the right ones for everybody's household. You feel me? But that's it. That's all for the snapshot. Let's slide over to the political plug to talk about some politics. All right. So getting over to the uh, to the political chop, the first story I want to start with is really, uh, I apologize for whoever this is about to piss off. Typically, it's some uh, liberal who only views certain things as black and white. Really ain't looking at the weeds of certain things. You feel me? 
But with that being said, um, I want to start with uh, Joe Biden announcing 800 million in security assistance and 500 million in economic aid to Ukraine. This is according to Politico. Uh, they explain how President Joe Biden on Thursday announced $800 million package of security assistance to Ukraine to further augment its ability to fend off Russia's new offensive in the southeastern Donbas region. Uh, so we got $800 million that's going to them to be able to protect themselves, uh, uh, to Ukrainians to be able to protect themselves uh, from Russia, which will include, the uh, the package will include artillery weapons, tactical drones, guns, ammunition, uh, etc., but the part that stands out to me, which is one of the most interesting, is the five hundred million dollars in economic aid. Five hundred million. Five hundred million, bro. Five hundred million. Um. So, with, with when we hear numbers like that as black people, eight hundred million dollars in security assistance. That's that's you know beefing up their military. But five hundred million dollars in economic assistance to Ukraine. Um, and this is direct economic assistance, bringing a total U.S. economic support for Ukraine to $1 billion over the last two months. I repeat, over the last two months, the economic assistance that the United States has pro- provided to one Ukraine billion is, has totaled $1 billion. With that being said, um, given the circumstances that's going on in Ukraine right now, but also... Looking at the circumstances of black people in America, uh, as well as the history of black people in America and the conversation associated with reparations. Uh, most people view reparations as specifically being the government cashing out checks, while we typically see reparation efforts looking like shit like what they call opportunity zones or yeah. investing in, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in certain programs or whatever. So is it is it fair to have to have issue, right? To be critical of how the United States government is providing uh, the amount of money that they provide into Ukraine during they, you know, what they got going on, they war with Russia, uh, while black people have been waiting for things like reparations, etc., to take place. Do y'all think those? Do you, I give. I mean, given what they got going on. Is that, is that criticism still relevant? Um, yeah. I think it's still super valid. A couple reasons. One, this is the second amount of money, the second large chunk of change that was in, I think, somewhere over in the $12 million mark. Some, some ridiculous amount of money was being sent over there when we were first really understanding the contours of inflation and understanding the impact and implications of what was going to happen with gas prices and stuff like that. It was in the hundreds. Huh? It was in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, and so I'm. I tried to be nice, um, and it was worse. Um, and so here we are again, and and so I, I just I don't get it. And this is a part of politics where it's like maybe I just don't understand, but like the brazenness it takes to feel like you're not accountable to your people. Like, why would you? You know, like they audit whole companies, or like even as somebody is a, over an organization in a position where you get to spend money. You can do that, but you kind of like have to justify some of these payments or at least make sure it's kind of crystal clear that the bottom line is not being negative effect, negatively affected if you spend money on this endeavor or this project or these materials or whatever. And I just the, the level of accountability, like in our in our face, like you can get on and announce and pronounce do press conferences and make announcements about how much money you're going to spend. But no, at no point are you ever like, hey, America, 
I know this shit looks crazy. I know it looks wild, but give me a moment. Come pull your chairs around. Let me let me let y'all know shit is sweet. This is what we plan on the back end. I know it might seem like this, but we never get those conversations. And that's what's mind blowing to me. It's just like the disrespect, the gall. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 man, my mind is always blown when I hear about things like this. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's fair. And this is despite what's happening in Ukraine. I, I like, I get it. But at no point have any nations made humanitarian gestures toward Black people. I guess they amplify Black Lives Matter. They'll give us some, some news on their front pages. You know what I'm saying? They'll make sure. But money is not flowing inward toward us. Money is not so it's just it's it's really weird. It never moves bi directionally, and that's what blows my mind. We get no explanation. What y'all what y'all thinking? Plug Lee. Uh I think I think that I think that we're going to always get chastised for making things black and white, for seeing things so polarized. But I agree with you. I think that not only is it a fair assessment shit, when we think about the money that's being sent over to Ukraine, it's like, hey, where that money coming from? The same type of fiscal questions that's asked when we start talking about uh, social services, whether it's to black people or the trans people or the gay people or whatever. We start being asked questions about who going to pay for it. Where the money mm-hmm. coming from? Who gonna mm-hmm. put the bill? It's like, how come that same energy isn't applied when we're sending money over? I mean, but of course we know, you know, our past episodes, we got into how the rest of the global economy views Ukraine uniquely in terms of, hey, if this country is invaded, we view it as it being, we view it as destabilizing the entire global economy because Ukraine provides this much oil and this much corn and this much whatever, whatever, whatever. We see that that's always gonna be a part of the utilitarian approach to say that, hey, these people right here being invaded is a tragedy people over there being invaded though it's bad it's kind of tradition i think that that's really how i see us it being a fair criticism of thinking about how much money that come out of thin air when it comes to helping your european cousins across the globe but when it comes to helping your fellow americans that's not your cousins and look like you you don't have that same energy and i just feel like that is a fair fair thing to say and if you don't see it as being fair to me it shows that you have a selective moral outrage and you don't see that this criticism is a criticism of that exactly a selective moral outrage i just there are not a lot of things that happen socially where we get to all be pissed at the same time and i just really feel like you know what i'm saying this is one of those moments where as a country we should be like what gives like on a basic fundamental level I just I, I don't even care what your political proclivities are. I think a uh, 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 conservative or liberal Republican or Democrat, you should be like, this is something that people can really rally around and be like, ah, this is sus- suspect behavior. Like, I'm literally usually with you on some shit, but this part don't make sense. Like, they're just, again, taking that lump sum of money and spending it everywhere. But this country should bother everybody from on every side of the aisle in the middle of the aisle. The, the people who clean the owls, the people who get to walk down the center of the aisle, everybody should be pissed off about this. And that is what's weird. But I also feel like the nooks and crannies and the impenetrability, the impenetrable nature of the United States federal government, of the democracy that we live in, makes it to where we can all be collectively pissed. And that don't mean shit because this group of people got to meet and this Senate session got to happen. And this bill got to pass and this law got to play and these group of Congress people got to make these decisions. So it's set up so stupid and ugly. Like who even gives a shit, I guess, yeah. about collective anger and frustration yeah. because we can't do nothing with it. No way. Well, it's all so un- un- 
And then when you add into that as well, just a lot of the, the, the narrative that's pushed for why we should be on the board for what people is saying in, in, in power is about like invasion being bad and expansion of empire being bad. And it's just like, as a black person, that's also, you feel, I feel like us three as black people that are hip to international politics and how America is the most invasion in country damn near in, mm-hmm. in human history. It's like, Hey, we have some nerve to say that we're going to send this billion dollars over there to stop this country from being invaded and stop this country from being a part of an empire that's expanding. And it's like, hey, the exact thing we're saying that Russia is doing to Ukraine, which is bad. It's being clear. I want to make the disclaimer. It is bad what is what was going on with Russia and Ukraine. But I think mm-hmm. you have to apply with thinking, hey, this same understanding that Ukraine has, I mean, that Russia has for Ukraine is what America has for Afghanistan and, you know what I'm saying, uh, Iraq. So it's thinking about how can we make these stabilizing peace missions Stabilizing peace programs be a part of you know stabilizing democracy or spreading democracy or you know what I'm saying global stability or whatever word they want to throw at us you know what I'm saying yeah. but I feel like it's, it's a fair assessment to say I say all that to say to answer your question yes it's, it's fair and like Niji said the stimmies is just the most sad piss poor example of just in comparison to look how much you sent out to everybody fourteen hundred dollars twelve hundred dollars six hundred dollars here and there. And it seemed like the pipeline just the flowing. You know, it's wild. You know what I mean? Like in our face, this is what they do. It's crazy. No, I, it's also another unique part about this whole shit is that there's also a, a settlement plan. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know, I know what happened. Huey jacked that shit out as soon as it's been 45 minutes you told them that we was gonna be doing it quick today um i, I took my nap i'm up now um, time for you to get off and i you know i want to know what he was oh. gonna say too i want to know like Huey right there i see you right there huey huey wasn't having it dog huey jacked that shit out the way like <laughs> So to be to be clear, my, it was my wife's birthday yesterday, and um, it's, and you know how women are with their birthdays. It's like all week, goddamn it. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, she had a, she's at a winery right now, and uh, we kind of been with each other all day, getting on each other's nerves. Y'all know how it go. Uh, but outside of that, um, it's a settlement plan. That the uh, that the United that that Joe Biden has attempted to implement exactly, Deanna. We go for the month around here. Don't remind me thirty days, baby. Um, I mean, thirty days. No, uh, plug. What were you saying? Or I mean, even outside of this Russia uh, component, we can kind of wrap it up and hit a pit. We we lost them again. Okay, here is what we are going to do um, because the plug is going again. Uh, what you you want to call it, Lee? Yeah, man, we can call it. We can call it. Definitely can call it. All I say is that we should just be 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 very uh, politically astute to what's happening with these funds, and be very conscious in terms of connecting the dots and thinking about a how the energy when money is being dispersed in this way, and how energy is given to when there's a potential for money to be dispersed that way. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of the other things that I'm gonna have. I feel like we can go into one more, one most, one more thing he had. He, they he might, right they, they may or may not be, be time sensitive, so we might be able to just come back around full circle to him another uh another time. All right, now he come um, in, I'll make a picture and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but 
we'll we'll put a pin in some of this. We started some political conversation. We'll round it out um, and kind of come back a little bit next week. But this yeah. this kind of Russia conversation, big bread going out to them is kind of wild. So a lot for us to continue to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Because I think and one of the things plug we're gonna get into is how deep of a hole Joe Biden is starting to dig him, starting to dig himself uh, in terms of popularity, in terms of uh, certain generations and demographics latching on. So we're gonna talk more about that um, next week. And tap back in and just go from there. That way, he we can get the attention he needs. The plug can get a break instead of wrestling and <laughs> running around and trying to do the show and stuff like that. And we've had some solid conversation tonight. So big love to y'all. Thursday nights, every Thursday night, tap in. We're going to make sure this is available for you on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I know it's going to be on YouTube. You already know it's on Facebook. So make sure y'all watch it. Uh, before you leave, go like something. Go love something. Go laugh at something. Go heart something. Do something like that. Make sure y'all subscribe, subscribe. to everything. Subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Because um, we love talking to y'all. You know, definitely love y'all. Kalia, Beverly, Zay, uh, Micaiah, Micah. I think it's Micah. My bad. Uh, Deidre, everybody. You know what I'm saying? In the comments who've been hollering at us, talking to us all night. Niji, uh, shoot, doggone. Uh, Tyler been in here cracking me up all night. So we love y'all. Melodious Ramblings. It's big love to y'all. We out of here for the top of the show. Uh, Lee, you know how to send us out. Yeah, man. I know how to send us out. I know how to send us out. Brother? Push the button. I mean, I must, I must have, man. This, this is, man. Y'all on social media be doing wow, crazy, crazy, wow. Mercy. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.